This episode, like every episode of Elseworlds Exchange, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join in the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or by following Comic Pop Returns also on YouTube. That's right, there's two channels now. All right, let's get this show on the road. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal, and I'm joined today by Tom King. Tom, thanks for being here, man. What a pleasure, Sal. It's wonderful to see you again. Pleasure's all mine, dude. Thank you so much. Uh, there's so much to talk about. Uh, we spent a good 45 minutes talking already about, <laughs> about everything else. So uh, you Wait, mentioned... Did you see the burst of energy I had when I came on? I'm I trying, did. I'm trying to... to, to, to get, I've, I've been writing all day, and I have too many children at home all day, and yes. I'm trying to fight through this wall of exhaustion so I can talk about comics. Yes, yes. Hey, you know what? This is the least creative thing you could do all day, so that should be that should be good for you. You can just, you can just talk about... <laughs> You can receive, you can react to bullshit I mentioned, and I'm I'm sure Batman Predator will come up at some point, uh, so we can really shut our brains off. Uh, what Batman Predator shut your brain off opens your mind. It's true. Well, one out of four ain't bad. Uh, we just we just talked about JLA Predator. Have you ever read JLA Predator? No, I don't think I have read JLA Predator. Ostrander wrote it. Oh, Ostrander! I love Ostrander. I, me too. You could tell the poor man was just like. It was one of those things where like, hey, John, write, write, write JLA versus Predator. He's like, what's a Predator? Whoa. <laughs> what's a Predator? What's a Predator? What do they do? Oh, they do that. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. Oh, no. Oh, no. But you do get J John Jones getting his head cut off by a Predator, and he hides his head in his torso. So <laughs> you get you get John's head on a pike. The Just Like Find It, Green Lantern throws up in a hard light construct barf bag. And sure, then, he doesn't want to throw and, up on the floor. He's played. Well, they're in. You know, he's he's on, he's in the Watchtower, and uh, and then Jean emerges and his head's in his torso, and he's like, "I need my head back." And I'm like, "Okay, that's that's <laughs> the tone we're going for." Here we go. Um, <laughs> but anyway, you're uh, Supergirl's coming in the next two weeks, and oh my guys, that soon? Yeah, June 11th, I think. Uh, maybe sooner. Whoa. I don't know. I might be looking at a different trade. That but. blows my mind. Yeah. This this seemed to come kind of out of left field. I, I just I didn't see it coming. And when it was announced, first of all, Bill Kazevly and she's she's holding a sword. I got like I got, I'm getting major Shira vibes from this book. <laughs> Eight issue miniseries. Not at all Shira. Most of all, because I have no Shira experience. No offense to Shira. I hear the cartoon is what I as a child, I was all He-Man. I never sort of crossed over to the other side. Or it's funny. I, when I was a kid. I was also into Master of the Universe, He-Man, but I got a lot of She-Ra figures because it was all made by the same company. Sure. But I didn't know that. You know, I just grew up with Master of the Universe and I'm like, yeah, like Hordak and this guy and this guy. And my wife, who was a She-Ra person, is like, those are She-Ra villains. And I'm <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, my parents were like, oh, well, these are a little cheaper, so I'll just get them. I'll just get them the, the She-Ra thing. He won't know the difference. And I didn't. Uh, but ultimately, Shira is way cooler than He Man. She's she's more she has more agency. There's anyway. But uh, cool I, have no, I have no doubt she's cooler than He Man. I didn't get very many He Man toys as a kid because they were one dollar more than a GI Joe. Oh, that'll do like, it. It was like two ninety nine versus three ninety nine or something mm -hmm. like that. And I my allowance I was like, okay, that's no, we're not ever getting a He Man toy when I get it. <laughs> I was like, three GI Joes equals two He Man. I could do the math on that. Yes, I'm going, I'm going for the GI Joes. Yes, I was. Very, I was very much a Joe go Joe man. That uh, that tracks. I I was I was more fantasy. See, I played in the woods. It was like what make believe. 
<laughs> so, yeah. I, but I used my GI Joe the superheroes. Ah, they, weren't, they weren't doing they superheroes. They weren't doing armies because we didn't have superhero toys when I was a kid. I was mm -hmm. born just a little too. I was born in the, in the shitty window between like Secret Wars and Superpowers was a little before my time. Yes, and sort of the the Kenner era of uh, the Ken, yeah the wonderful toys that they've made since. Yeah, was a little after my time. So when I was a kid, there were no superhero toys. So like yeah. My Duke had, you know, the, um, he had like a in my head, you know, he had elastic powers and stuff like that. <laughs> because and they used, all have those rubber in their in their. You know, yeah, those. And then you would, yeah, we would base it off of like, you know, um, you know, Destro was was Iron Man, right? Because he looked cool. Because he was metal. Yeah. Because he was metal. Yeah, that would, I would. They, I turned them all into uh, into superheroes. It was the best training for for my current job. Now, you know, I was, went to fucking school. Oh, but it's far too much. Oh, you can. It's fun. Oh, shit. Yeah, good. <laughs> I, you know, I took trigonometry and calculus and all that shit. And I just oh fucking God. G.I. Joe's on the floor was much more useful than anything I was doing. Yeah. But I, kids, I was, don't, don't drop out and play G.I. Joe's. No, 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 no. Well, plus, like, you know, I have a ton of action figures from my childhood. And because of the nature of my job, some amazing people like to send me their figures. And sometimes when I'm out, I'll just be like, oh, there's a figure I've always wanted or I always wanted to see in a figure. And there's just there's this little voice that says like buy it, and then I listen to it, and then I have it, and I'm like, what am I gonna do with this? Like you got you you're gonna force yourself to play, and I'm like, I can't force myself to play. So you you if you're if you're taking trigonometry, you've probably passed the point. So you just gotta remember the times when you did play, and kind of like just mine those stories. Which by the way, probably dog shit in terms of narrative construction, but uh, but they but some of those I you know. I still think back on adventures I had when I was nine, ten. I was like, "Damn, Tommy did." I used to do this thing. I was very influenced by Under Siege, the, the Roger Stern Avengers story. Oh yes. Uh, and I was, so I used, to, I used to pour all my GI Joes in the middle of the floor, and I would randomly draw a line in the middle, and I'd be like, "Good guy, bad guy," yep. and it was like, "We're having an epic battle." Here and I, you know, you, you know that thing where like your, your toys are scattered the floor, and your mother comes in, she's like, "Clean up your toys!" Like you don't understand, they're in the right place for this yeah. battle. This is not scattered. <laughs> yeah, this is a moment in time. <laughs> <laughs> this is a mass grave. There are people there. You need to have respect for these people. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm in the exact same wheelhouse. Plus, nonstop crossovers. You know, I'd be like the Tick oh, versus God. Predator. Oh yeah, that's happening. Um, I, I used to take my like my brother's toys like is he like dungeons and dragons toys and stuff he's not an older oh, brother for you nice. and i used to take them i would like rip the wings off them and then use super glue to glue them on my so then i have an i'd have an angel toy nice and my yeah fly in the fly. yeah i used to ruin super yeah like that. no wizard ruined me on making your own figures because it looks so easy and then they're like first of all get your exacto knife and i'm like mom i need an exacto knife and she's like there's no way i'm giving your prepubescent ass an exacto knife what do you want to do with it i want to take the toys you bought me and destroy them <laughs> to make figures that don't exist in the wild. Are you crazy? No. But I do I do distinctly remember exactly what you're talking about when I hit I'm sure I hit it later than most kids, which is why I have a current profession, but I don't know, sometime in my early, early teens, when you when you just you have a bunch of toys and you sort of sit on the floor and you're like, all right, become that magical thing again. Do like, yes. and you're just sitting there, you're like, uh no, you're just pieces, and you start to see that they're pl they're plastic with paint yeah. on them, and your brain just won't engage in them anymore. It's like suddenly there's this uncanny valley between you and your imagination. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a horrible moment. And yeah, you know, no, it's, it's heartbreaking. What I, every Pixar movie is about, I think, is that. Movie? I think you're absolutely right. Uh, that you completely nailed Pixar for the, at least the last decade, if not more. 
like they have just stopped. They've aged out of themselves. They've stopped making. They've stopped pretending they're for children anymore. They're just like, let's just make millennials cry. That's yeah, our. Just, that's what we're doing with these movies now. Let's make you remember how you lost your imagination. <laughs> yes. Yes, let's make a movie. This is Toy Story Four. Uh, just to remind, let's, let's make Fox and the Hound. You know how you have children, or you you, you know when you when you're a child and you have friends. Yeah, you're gonna have to live. You're gonna have to let those go because you're gonna marry somebody. Like, oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that's a that's a hell of a lesson. Super Supergirl. Supergirl. Uh, we're tomorrow. <laughs> we, we got distracted all yeah. the way to GI Joe's being glued on. Yes. Yeah, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. I love this book. I am super proud of this book. It's fun to launch a proud book. You're proud, you're super proud. Of yeah. It. The, the I, Twitter I versus the, the rafters about it. Yeah. Everybody's been reading it except me because the damn book hasn't out yet. And I hear one of the things. I would have sent you a copy. I, I don't want to be that guy. I'll do it on my show. No, but, I'm just. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> no, but I, but except I the copy I have is watermarked. Like I've been oh, sending I'll take it out to people. Because... It sucks. I don't want people to read because there's a big. Who wants to be reading Billquis Evelyn's beautiful art with a Tom King stamped on it? No, I, that's fair. I hate it. I hate sending it to people. I put an apology letter. I was like, honestly, like whenever that happens, in in the very rare instances, I buy the book. I'm still buying it. It's just like, it's just good to know. But like, all I've seen is Evelyn's gorgeous art. I know virtually oh. nothing about this. So I'm hoping you can help to contextualize like what, what is this and where did it come from? Like, why were you like, w- were you like, you know what? Supergirl, here we go. Or were they like, dude, you got a Supergirl pitch? Cause we kind of want to take her in another direction. Uh, I, 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 f- I know famously, but I've said it a thousand times, but where, where I don't, I don't really ask for characters. Right. I mean, like, I want to write that character, please let me on that book. I've never, that's never been sort of my approach to comics. I'm always like, what character needs help, help or, 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 <laughs> or, or not just, I, I was going to say needs me, but that's the wrong thing to say. Like what, what character is no one using? What character, you know, you want to be, there's this wonderful stories about Jack Kirby coming to DC and being like, what's your lowest selling book? Jimmy yes. Olsen. I'll take Jimmy that. Olsen. Yeah. Uh, and Steranko tells the same story. What's your lowest selling book of um, shield? I'll take that. Yep. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that's, that's always been my attitude in talking to editors is like, and I'm probably still up to a fault where I, I don't talk to, to Josh or Josh, you know, he approaches the editor. He's like, I want to work with this character and this character. And they're going to do this and this. And I'm always like, um, so w- what do you guys need? Do you need <laughs> like, uh, is Ant-Man still available? And they're like, that's a whole other company. Tom. <laughs> I was like, oh, if okay. Brother power. The geeks want looking to be revamped for the new movie. Um, <laughs> and uh, my my brilliant editor um, for my whole career, uh, Jamie Rich, uh, who edited Sheriff of Babylon, who edited Mr. Miracle, uh, who edited uh, Batman, um, who's currently editing all three of the books I have out, Rorschach, Batcat, and Strange Adventures. He, yep. he's, he moved from being the head of the Bat office to being the head of the Superman office. Oh. So uh, just in talking to him and sort of the characters he was looking at, he's like, uh, you know, we're taking Supergirl down. And there just doesn't seem to be any interest in that character, even though she already has a TV show. Yeah. Um, we just have trouble selling that book. Uh, no offense to anybody who's written it. It's just, it's, it's been hard. It, it, I mean, Supergirl was a best-selling book not so long ago when, um, you know, uh, Tim, when uh, Loeb was on it. Yes. Um, with, uh, with, 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 with Loeb and Turner, that's what I always think of, but I guess that's mm-hmm. the, the Batman Superman book, but that was like the reappearance <laughs> of Supergirl. Yes. Um, yeah, I think, man. I think it was super, I think it was Ian Churchill. I don't know. That's what my brain's telling me the Supergirl. Loeb stuff. 
Mm. Um, and, uh, and, and, and she's, a, she's a character that lives inside every single human being, you know, she's like you could ask a four-year-old on the street who is Supergirl and they'll say, I know who that is. Yeah. So she's, she's singular in that way, in the way that like vision or Mr. Miracle or not. Um, and, and I said, yeah, uh, I will take on that challenge. And he asked me, so what's your take on Supergirl? Like, what are you going to do with her? And my opinion on um, super people as opposed to bat people is, it's funny, this, this, I, was, I was in a Hollywood meeting recently and they were talking about revamping a new property. Mm-hmm. I, I won't say what property in case it works out, but, but I, was, I, was, I was like, we just need, we need to go back and sort of go back to the, you know, the qualities of this. And they're like, Tom, aren't you? No, 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 we're going to, we should, we should throw it on its head and turn yeah, it around and paradigm. make it dark and shift the paradigm. And, <laughs> and um, uh, and, I, and I, was, I was like, they're like, aren't you known for that? Aren't you the guy who made like Elmer Fudd scary? You know, like that kind of stuff. And, and uh, yeah. I was like, some, some characters are like that where you need to, you know, you need to Dark Knight Returns them. You need to do it Al- Alan Mortage to the Charlton's characters or you need yes. to sort of find, the, you know, like, like, like we do with Kite Man is like the ultimate right. example of that. Like, what is there something sad about Kite Man? Yeah, you bring it out and you kind of turn him into something iconic. Right. Um, which I think is the right way to treat Batman and the Bat family. Look for ways to like tear those characters down and rebuild them into their wonderfulness. Yeah. Um, but there are some things, there are some IPs, IPs is the wrong way to put it, but there are some characters that the best way to make them good is just to let them be themselves. Like it's right. to strip all the crap that's kind of, you know, all the barnacles that have developed on them over the years. Yes. And just be like, this thing is is wonderful and 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 here it is in its in its most pure form. Mm-hmm. And that's the way you'll get the most love for it. Uh, and I think that's true of this of the of the Superman family of characters. I don't think you get far you, I do, by giving it sort of a a vision treatment where you know this something goes wrong and they slowly turn evil and you see like what's the evil at the heart of an android. Right. Like that wouldn't that doesn't work for Superman and Supergirl no. and Superboy. And um, like, it, it's not about deconstruction. It's about uh, reconstruction. It's about sort of being like, um, yeah, making them shine. So that my take was, that was as simple. And I had done this before with Superman um, up in the sky. Right. I'd written this Walmart book, which is now my third best selling trade. Oh, which congratulations. Is crazy for, a, for a Walmart book. Yeah. Yeah. After Vision and Mr. Miracle, uh, now it's Up in the Sky is now my... But it's a testament, I think, for that approach, right? Because Superman Up in the Sky is just, it, you know, it's it, you can you can set it at any time. It, it's just a pure matter-of-fact Superman story. There's no bullshit. There's no barnacles, like you said. It's just, here's Superman story. Here's who he is. And you know what? That If, if, if you think that's hokey, that's kind of on you. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, there's... Yeah, the, 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 the theme of that book... And I mean, there are deep stuff in that book. There's yeah. like assisted suicide and um, yeah. uh, you know missing a wife during a wartime but, but the theme of every single page of Superman up in the sky is Superman is awesome and it's good <laughs> to have it's good to have heroes you know it's like uh, it's like reading the New Testament it's like the theme of every page is like Jesus is awesome you don't want to read the page and be like well oh man Jesus you messed up it's like like sometimes you want to read the, sometimes a book is made for that purpose yes. so um uh, so my first was was like I want to I don't want to make Kara mean or sad. I mean, I want to test her limits. I sure. want to 
push her so you can see how awesome she is. But the theme of this book is going to be to show you what an amazing character um, Supergirl is. Uh, not even Kara, but Supergirl, because I've Kara is a more recent identity that she's had. So I'm, I mean, I want to go back to you know, this is the Auto Bender Supergirl that, that that sort of first launched out of out of out of comics. So yeah, yeah. so that that's where that's where we started. How to make Supergirl awesome? Yeah, that's that's the theme of the book. It's not it's not deeper than I've, I've talked so much. My God, I'm sorry. No, no, this is that. I mean, like, no, people get a hundred percent of me the rest of the time. So they're coming to this episode so they can get at least 25% you because I'm sure I'll dominate the conversation at some point. And, and you'll be like, why am I interviewing you, man? <laughs> but uh, I, I've been waiting for this for a while and I, I, I don't know why, but I have a very similar feeling about super characters where it's like the super family, if you can call it that, is kind of one of the few untouchable properties where it doesn't require deconstruction. You know, everybody wants to tell you a Superman story where it's like, what if Superman went crazy? And I'm like, wow, what an original idea. But like, <laughs> but it's like, because the reality is I'm so, I, I, the, the concept of Superman being so incorruptible is so foreign and confusing to me. I don't buy it. And I guess that's the approach uh, or why people lean so heavily towards like, you know, every other Superman story where he isn't Superman. And every time I hear about Supergirl, you know, even from the beginning, when I entered comics, where it's like Supergirl is a clay alien and she's still dead. And actually, this is an impersonator. Yeah, the Peter David stuff is amazing. Right. And it's like, oh, actually, she's an angel now. Like, <laughs> I, you know, a I'm proto protoplasmic angel. Yeah. Yes. Like, Oh, what? And, and it, I guess it's just because, and it could be because of a rights issue. They're like, you can't just do Supergirl. Uh, but but by the time you get Batman Superman with uh, with, with Turner on uh, and, and Loeb doing doing that story and like, actually introducing her, reintroducing her into the post-crisis continuity, I remember being like, they didn't do this already? <laughs> like by the time that happened? And, uh, and even then it was like super dark and they're scary. And, and eventually people were like, my favorite era of Supergirl is when she was a Red Lantern. Cause she's just so angry. And I'm like, what is she so mad about? Like everyone that I know finds Supergirl to be like this really relatable character because she's just miserable and angry all the time. And I'm like, I don't get that. Like, I don't, I, I never understood why everyone in the super family is just so like frustrated and angry. Um, so I'm excited to see like Supergirl actually being super as opposed to being anything else. You know? Well, well I, I, when I first started this, I called a, a Steve Orlando who had written Supergirl for a while. Yeah, and we had a long talk about, it and 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 Steve's take was was excellent. Um, and he, I mean, he's not the first person to say this, but he's the first person to sort of penetrate my brain with it, which is sort of sort of the idea that um, Clark never knew his world. I mean, obviously, he's visited it a thousand times and gone back in the past. There's like a thousand ways he's known Krypton. But yeah. basically, he he was born on Earth. Right. You know, he was born from this rocket in this planet. And, and Supergirl um, knew her planet. Yes. She, 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 she walked amongst them. She knew the people who died in this Holocaust. Those were her friends. That was her family. Yep. Those were her classmates. Um and she witnessed it. She was there on the day and she remembers it. 
that's a, that's quite a different experience Very, for, yeah. for a human being to be 14 um, and witness a Holocaust and to be zero and witness a Holocaust. That's, yeah. that, that's, that's separate. Or to learn about it after the fact, like, cause that's the idea, right? Superman doesn't, he didn't experience it. Like you said, he learned about it. Like he learned about history. Yes. He learned about when he, when he, yeah, he, when he was like 13, he's like, what happened to my parents? Right. And so right. no matter how like intimate the holograms between his parents and he could be, it's all superficial. Like it can be personal, but like, we all know who Clark's real parents are. We all know like what Clark's real origins are. Like he, he doesn't know how the trash was taken out on Krypton. He doesn't know like what it was, you know, he doesn't have that like sense memory about like going into a familiar place. Like when you enter a school and you smell pencils and you're like, Oh my God, I'm there. Like he doesn't have any of that. But Kara does. Yeah. Clark is Harry Potter. He's like, who's Voldemort. I'm not scared <laughs> of him. I'll say his name left, right and center. And exactly. it's like, like you weren't fucking there, Harry. It was really bad. <laughs> it was we're really not, scary. We're not saying his name anymore. That's fair. <laughs> uh, and then Kara's origin is even, if you look at the original origin, it's so fucked up. It's so messed up because she doesn't witness one Holocaust. She witnesses three. So it's so the original origin, which is a crazy story. Um, is, is about, so, so care. Can I tell it? Yeah, please. Yeah, no, let's give it to him. So, um, you know, Kara's obviously on Krypton. She's 14. She lives in Argo city and, and, you know, what happens happens and, 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 and the planet blows up, but her section Argo city gets lifted off as, 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 as a, as a part. So it would be bad enough. She was 14. So she watches her planet die and she's just left. So like you're in DC blows up. DC floats away. And all, all of everyone else is dead, which is a hard thought to bear. And then she's floating on this city and they're floating and, but they're on, they're on a piece. And as they float away from their red sun and gets to some yellow suns, the kryptonite that their city is made out of turns to kryptonite. (laughs) So, um, and they're kryptonians. So they all start dying of cancer. So they all just all, so so she's sitting there she's like, we survived. And then people start dropping left and right. So her father being a brilliant scientist, that's her father said to me, um, builds a lead shield under the ground. So it's like, okay, we, we've lost, you know, whatever, 30, 50% of our population, but I've saved them. And she helps build this lead shield, you know? And they're flowing through space. And then asteroids come and, and start penetrating the shield. And then people start dying again. So it's her third time of watching her people die. Oh and only, only at that point do, does she like, okay, get in the rocket and go join your cousin. Cause there's like, you know, with the lights. This ain't working. So and then and then she becomes so that's some fucking trauma to go through. And I don't know if you've read any of my books, but I, I I've done some. I enjoy the trauma in characters. Um, sure. Yeah. But I mean that that builds you strength and that makes you. Uh, you know the fun thing about 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 Kara's because it's to, to writing Kent is you know she swears and she's <laughs> she's she's much more world weary. You know she's been through some shit. She's yeah. seen she's seen some shit. Um. Uh, because she's been through these kind of experiences. So yeah, right. that's, that's sort of where we start with the story. And then of course there's an actual plot to the story. Oh, naturally. <laughs> well, that's all prelude. That's, you know, that's all, that's all the backstory to, to contextualize this character. Yeah. Now uh, it's got the infinite frontier label on it. Is it, is this kind of like a infinite frontier Supergirl? Like this is part of the thing. Like this is, this is in continuity or is this kind of like a, it could be, but I'm not approaching it that way. No, it's hundred percent in continuity book. Um, yeah, it, uh, what happens in this book will affect Supergirl going forward and the DC universe going forward. And, um, uh, there's a big, 
Ruthie's this character who appears for some, so it's, it's her big, big first appearance in the book in, in oh. DC continuity, uh, or Ruthie depends on how you want to pronounce it. Um, it's R U T H Y E. Well, you My invented her. What? <laughs> What you call I, her? I say Ruthie. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I. She's named after my uh, my niece, my my darling niece, whose name is, is is Ruthie. Um, I don't name people after my own children anymore because people who are in my comic book go through bad things. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I'll so I'll do bad things to my nieces. I was just, uh, but yeah, my darling niece. And but well, I was typing up, and my son was in the room. He's seven. He's, he's six then. And I was like, Ruthie, and he's like, put an E at the end. He's just going to look cool. And, and so I was like, that's, I literally, yeah, that's cool. So this is how I take, this is how I write comic books now. I have a 10-year-old. That's, I got to tell you, like, you know what? You should dump a bunch of action figures on the floor. You might get some pretty, uh, some pretty compelling plots out of that. I mean, really, like, that's, that's, that's a, that's a great litmus test for uh, relatability and, uh, and, and, contec- uh, you know, Contemporarily, Com- contemporariness. Yeah, <laughs> you will see in the in the in, in an issue, a forward issue. There's a point where they 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 come to a um a spot and there's a dra- and they and they face a a, a space dragon. <laughs> and it's I was literally walking around my kitchen, be like, I don't know what to write in this next thing. I like I was like I had in my head sort of what the scene should be, but I didn't know what it should be. And my son was sitting there, and he's th- he's twelve, and he's reading Lord of the Rings. He's like, How about a dragon? I was like, Space <laughs> dragon. Let's do it. Um, how about a dragon? How about a, has a, has a dragon ever made a book worse? No. So see, I'm I'm in I'm in the same boat. But uh, I was just we were just talking about Donny Cates's Venom, and uh, my uh, you know the dragon shows up. Yeah. My buddy Ethan is just like ah a fucking dragon. I am so sick of dragons because he's just gotten off of uh, Dark Knight's Metal, and he's just like there's too many <laughs> there's too many dragons in these comics. What is with these nerds? And I'm like, you're a nerd. You just you just name dropped the shards of Narsil like two minutes ago. What are you talking about? But uh, we'll, sk- we'll skip those three pages. <laughs> I mean, listen, no, no, no. He ain't reading this is, it. This is a dragon. It's a space dragon. That's space totally dragon. different. Space dragon. No, no wings. Now. It's so wonderful. No wing. Yeah, it's, you don't need wings in space. There's no uh, aerodynamics. Okay, so all right, maybe he'll be on board because that's a, he was like, wait, so the dragon goes into space, and I guess it has some kind of propulsion system. I'm like okay, but uh, anyway, that's great. No, I'm excited, man. I, I also love that she's taking crypto with her. She's taking crypto. Yeah, so it opens up. Um, it's her 21st birthday. The whole th- a part of the mandate was, or what we talked about was, um, a lot of people are very precious with Supergirl. That's another sort of approach to her. Really? Where I know she's been on the Red Lanterns, but there are people who, like, you know, just like. Like the whole lecture I just said about, about how wonderful she is. They just want to be like Supergirl stands for wonder and, and, and awe all the time. And, and she's so like, we were, we're not, let's not be precious with her. Let's make her, you know, get her knuckles dirty when she put her through the ringer. Yeah. <laughs> um, show that she's a warrior. She's the maid of might. She should have some might. Yeah. Um, and, and also to sort of elevate her. And so the, the, there was this idea that, that she should, you know, that this should be, like 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 the idea that she's evolving from being Supergirl to sort of a Superwoman esque character that she's sure that she's not just a sixteen year old kind of discovering the world because she's been yeah. a sixteen year old discovering the world on some level for like seventy years like <laughs> yeah seventy years uh, so uh, so so we start it's her twenty first birthday like many of us on our twenty first birthday she wants to get drunk naturally um, and but she can't because she's a super person well she needs uh, super beer. Yeah, she can drink super beer. Uh, red beer. She can go. There you go. Red yeah, red sun irradiated beer. 
Um, so she, no, but she goes to a red sun planet to get a drink and get get her drunk on. Okay. And so the the comic and opens up on on a red sun planet. She has she has no powers, um, and she meets a girl who's on a vengeance quest and tries to recruit her. Um, and the planet is very much. I would I got very into uh, Conan. I love old. I read I read some article on a uh, uh, Roy Thomas Conan yes. comics, and so I went back and read a bunch of them. And I, I love them. My God. Yep. And and uh, and the the current run by uh, Zub and Zub. Aaron is excellent, and you should check it. Out. Um, and and does credit to all that stuff. Those guys they know do. that stuff backwards and, and forwards. It's and crazy. so different too. Like you pick up like Aaron's King Conan stuff is next level crazy shit, and Jim Zub's is so like quintessentially Marvel, Thomas, D and D, like like it, it's it's good stuff. Like, but so da- drastically different. So it's like you're gonna get two different things. I'm glad to hear that you that you're digging on Conan because it's good stuff. Oh man, I got so into Conan. I like three weeks. All I was reading, my my kids were like another Conan comic. I'm like I gotta find out what happened. <laughs> right, there's a giant spider in this one. Red Sonia shows up. Have you seen her? Come on. It's so yeah, and that's what's one of those things where it's like, oh man, Red Sonia. That should be a thing all the time. It rarely is because some other friggin' company usually owns her. Damn it. <laughs> Oh, and the the art in those books is oh. second to none. Yep. Um, between you know um, uh, Buscema and, uh, and Windsor Smith and the whole yes. Fili- the whole Filipino influence, all those guys had a turn. Yep. Um, yeah, those books are so beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, so, so yeah, so I got really into. Co- At one point, I was like, "Does she have to leave?" I I told my editors like, "Does she have to leave the planet? We put her sword in her hand. She can fight Conan." Like, no, Tom, she's Supergirl. Yes, she <laughs> to, to put on a cape and fly around. I was like, "All right, I get it." Fine. Um, so yeah, so so it starts off on a Conan-like planet where Supergirl has no powers, but she gets a sword. Nice. So yeah, that that's that's where we start, and we find this poor little girl on this vengeance quest. So where was the uh, where was the impetus behind getting Bilkis Evely? Was it just like you've seen her work and you're like, holy crap? I mean, like she's also worked on books. I think that you've either been tangentially on or uh, the the impetus was me. Uh, my editor sent him an email. How about Bilquis and me doing a happy dance? Right. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. That was, that was as uh, uh, sometimes your editor sends you an email and you're just like, Oh, okay. That's going to make my year. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. I, I never worked with her, but I obviously knew her art from um, her Sandman stuff. And yes. And she was just a, you know, she's a transcendent talent. And, um, and she's better than I thought. Even I thought she, I was like, I was like, this is the woman who's going to win the Eisner this year for best artist. She yep. didn't win. What a crime. Um, yeah. so I'm sure she'll win next year. Uh, <laughs> and, and she, she went beyond my expectations uh, when she started turning pages. Um, I don't know, it's, every time writers talk about their artists, they talk about this, but I mean, honestly it was, I mean, these pages are, ins- she sent me a mood board, um, which I don't get to mood board. I don't know. Is that the right thing? I, I don't know what I would call it, but she, she, she's like, this is the stuff I want to draw. Like, like ah. this, this is, this is kind of the, th- th- this is what I'm interested in. Cause I was like, I came to her. I was like the story. It's, you know, it's basically a Western that takes place in space. Uh, and you know, it's, it's, it's two people trying to find another person. Awesome. And, 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 and so, uh, and, and so she says, she's like, I like, I love, I love space. I love that. And she sent me, you know, she's sending me Mobius and she's sending me Kirby and she's sending me a Barry Windsor Smith. Like we talked oh about God. and, uh, and all these like, you know, Europeans who I hadn't seen before. 
Um, and you know, just just and you know, like like um, you know, like a Wally Wood kind of stuff. Huh. Um, you know, like stuff from uh, from the we, back of your wall. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say you named like three artists that you had already mentioned in other contexts. So yes, like <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it all, was kismet. All, all those guys, but it was it was like these beautiful landscapes, and um, you know, it, like like if you close your eyes and think of Mobius, you think of like a small Silver Surfer against a huge sun. Kind of yes. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, that's what this book will be. It's like we're gonna. We're, we're going to make a book that's about Supergirl, but it's also going to be a way for us to show you like how good comic art is and can be. Cause I, I, I have the, you know, the top artists in comics and, um, yep. and I, and, and I get, I let her show off. And then, yeah, she, she blew everything and she's, she's super, um, fast, which is, which is, oh. was, was a shocker to me. Cause she was, oh, you know, she's in the middle of Brazil, which is having a, a terrible time with COVID. Yeah. You know, they, they're, you know, they basically did what what we did, but six months later, you know, so, yeah. so she's having to live through all that stuff. Um, and still, you know, turning in tons of pages and she's already like halfway done with the series. Um, wow. so, so this book is going to come out on time, which is wonderful. <laughs> that is great. And, um, yeah, no, the, I, I, I can't speak hardly. And she, she brought in uh, Matthew Lopez, who I hadn't worked with before. So I'm uh, Matias Lopez. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing his name wrong. I've never met him. Um, but the, the, the colors are also equally gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, Clay, Clayton does too. letters like he does on all my books and he's fine. That's great. <laughs> no, Clayton's my God. I love Clayton. Clayton Cowles is on letters. Yeah. Um, is this, you just, you, you mentioned it was like a Western in space, uh, um, revenge story. Is this true grit? <laughs> it is very, it is true grit. Um, uh, related, yes, it's inspired, okay. inspired, trigger inspired. By, that, by the, the way, but by the novel not... and the movie, yes. Okay, no, no I, 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 I don't run away from that. It's no, and I wouldn't much... want, I wouldn't want to suggest anything other than that's awesome. You know, it's like if you told me like, oh, it's Tombstone in space. I'm like, uh huh, yeah, let's do this. Unforgiven, yeah, we're we're down. But True Grit sounds, I've never seen that, so it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm in. No, if you want, I mean, if I was pitching to Hollywood, I'd say this is tr- True Grit in space with Supergirl as Rooster Cockburn. Right. Okay. So that's so. If you that, that those Green are some light. words Move. that not not a lot of people know what those words mean. <laughs> but if you know what those words mean, that they're cool words. Yeah, they are. No green light stamp. Let's do it. Um, and, uh, oh, and and I use and I use captions. I haven't used captions since Vision. I threw captions out the window as a way to tell stories. Yeah, I noticed that. Uh, I haven't seen it in Rorschach or Strange Adventures or Batcat or so. Batcat. Yeah, it's not any of those three. Although Rorschach's weird because it's. It's told in that sort of it's all flashbacks but yeah um yeah but i i or batman had never i never did one interior caption for batman except like when a dream episode or if he was like explaining something but he mm-hmm. you were never inside his head right um huh. and uh yeah I, I just after vision i sort of completely did do until this book and i'm sort of bringing back captions because i i feel like captions they annoy me in other comics because they um I know they seem superfluous and they, they seem voiceless a lot of the time. It's like, yeah. It's just, um, I don't, uh, they, they seem banal. So if, so if I couldn't find a voice to put in the captions, it wasn't good, but I found a good voice for these captions. It's like vision is kind of told in a weird way. So I found a good voice. For these yeah. No vision. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. That is exciting. And eight issues, I think up in the skies, eight issues as well. Right. Or is it like, it's not 12, uh, it's a 10. I don't remember. 
Up in the Sky is 12 issues, but they're half the size. Right, so, so it's six. So it's six. I don't have that. And this is eight issues, but they're 24 pages. Oh. So, yes, I would have done 12, but they said nobody buys Supergirl, so we can't do 12. I was like, damn ah. it, people are going to buy some Supergirl. They're going to buy this. I, 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 this is gonna be okay. Fun. That's so funny because, you know, I saw one through one, one of eight, and I'm like, that's why eight like it just and it's is it just because people don't buy supergirl ah yes okay that's that's yeah. it's, yeah, it's nothing simpler than an accountant being like we've supergirl just doesn't sell for us It'll yeah never we can work. solicit eight issues that's we can <laughs> we can solicit eight issues yeah <laughs> uh it was it was it was tough for my my story brain after doing so many 12 issues yeah no, but in, in, by when you're on the eighth issue of a 12 issue series you're just kind of you know rolling into you know you're, you're prepping for the the third act break basically. Right. Um, and here, you know, you have to, by the time you hit issue four, what is your halfway point is with issue six in a, in a 12 issue series, always the huge issue, right? Cause you have like the, cause you're always preparing if that's a trade or not. Yep. Um, so here you're issue four, which is so fast to get to, to get to that point where you need your huge cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it was, it was, it was an interesting story challenge. That's kind of cool, actually. Now that I think about it, like eight issues makes sense because when you get to the fourth issue and you say like it's when when you get the the bomb dropped on you, it's gonna be like you're only gonna have to wait four more issues for the completion, <laughs> and you know that's that's kind of exciting because like because well because I'm living in in Strange Adventures and it's uh, it's ten issues in tenth issue just dropped uh, yesterday or today no no yesterday I've heard yes it's DC <laughs> Tuesdays <laughs> and um the uh, that's like that's the moment where everybody was like holy shit i don't want to spoil anything because it's out too recently but uh yeah 10 is a big issue that was the big sort of reveal yeah and i remember uh like kind of realizing because i was in i I was it was just kind of a treat you know like strange ventures come out be like oh good strange ventures out and then somebody brought it up maybe after issue nine they were like is it has it been is it me or has it been a really long time and then i and then i heard i I was like has it been i googled it and it was like yeah it's bi-monthly and i'm like Oh, I just, I just completely didn't realize that, and it's like, it, that's why it's just death because it's just such a, it's because it's such a good book, but it's like, each issue is, it's not, I don't know, I don't know if it's meant to be read month to month. It's so good, but like you know, issue seven, you're like, okay, where's the next one? <laughs> it's like, oh, two months from now. I never, I mean, first of all, it's drawn by my best friend, so I would. I never complain when an artist is like, I need more time to make it prettier. I'm oh, no, like, and that's go make it prettier. Take more time. It is. Uh, nobody it... remembers that the third and fourth issues of Dark Knight were three months late. Like that's nobody right. freaking nobody remembers that the last four issues of Watchmen were all late. Yep. Um, it's it's uh, I mean, I love comics that come out on time. I would love sure. Play, but if, if, if an artist gives me a choice, like, do you want a crappily drawn comic that comes out on time or a perfectly drawn comic that's late i'll be like go for late don't oh, tell totally. the editor i said that. right no but yeah uh, no it it makes perfect sense uh especially with a tome like that or you know like up in the sky or or even bad cat for that matter which i'm heartily enjoying uh despite um my previous issues with uh certain batman runs that uh have your name <laughs> on them but uh it's one of those I'm things. Where, I like back. I like back. I do. And I, it's, it's, you know, it's funny. Um, time makes fools of us all. And I, uh, I, I, you know, I've, I've gone back. Somebody posted something on Reddit, you know, like a, like a page. Uh, and I'm like, this is a solid page. What the hell? Oh, it's a Tom King Batman book. Oh, 
all right, I guess I got to go back. I guess I got to read another because it was compelling as hell. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, but maybe it's just the, it, but like I was saying about Strange Venture, maybe it's just the slow crawl. And it's like, maybe it was just like month to month or month every other month. It doesn't work um, for me. Didn't catch, but like reading it all at once. And that was, you were double shipping that book, right? I was very much double shipping, yes. Which uh, <laughs> was it was it was an interesting uh, book, but yeah, yeah, uh, which is the opposite of now we're the opposite of what Batcat is. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's, no, it's great. Now it's it's unquadruple ship. I don't know the opposite of double shipping is. Yeah, um, but but the difference is is that the end of Batcat, you will get a complete story that has the vision of just two people, just me and Clay. Well, I mean, you know. Tomeo and Clayton, but, but basically me and Clay and our vision of what this book, and I think that's why you're maybe liking it more is because it doesn't switch points of view so often. It's, it's, mm. it's, it's one, it's two people who work well together. Clay and I are, you know, yeah. locked at the hip human beings for better or worse. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I, I love the guy like a brother. And so that's, and the same with that's strange adventures, you know, it's, it's me and these artists, I, you know, I, I got very lucky with Rorschach where I'm working with Jorge, again, a person I love. But he just had – we had a ton of lead time on that book because I wrote it. It just came so fast to me. That book came out, just just poured out of me. And um, so that that will be the first Watchmen book ever that I think is entirely on time. Oh, wow. We, we will go, to, we will go 12, 12 issues uh, in 12 months. That's amazing. That's it's, kind of fun. That's a feather in your cap because I know you're a very big fan of uh, of the property. I am. Um, so we'll get that. Yeah, because he's just starting issue twelve. So I think I can officially say that unless he breaks his hand, oh god, Corey, don't break your hand. No, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, that 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 he'll he'll get that he'll get that done, and it'll be and yeah, it'll be twelve issues in in twelve months. That's awesome. Awesome. I I'm I'm waiting on Rorschach. The last time we talked, you were like, "Please go read Rorschach," and uh, I read the first two issues, and I was like, "I don't know." Um, but at this point, it's like crazy. Rorschach's good. The the art is next level. The writing's good. I'm just like I, I'm I'm like I'm trying to shake out of the Watchmen. Like ah, geez, we're back here, and also <laughs> like and, and the uh, you know what it was. I I think I can I can say with 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 certainty that at this point, I was so not in the mood for politics. <laughs> no, it's true. It's and not true. not like Rorschach is a deeply political book that's about like that. It's like like that's wearing its politics on its sleeve. It's just like. I, w- I didn't want to see a f- I didn't want to see a, a suit with a lapel like pin. I didn't want to see uh, like a politician of any kind. I was I was so I remember I got some bad news like the rest of America uh, a, a while back, a couple years ago, and uh, I, I was so <laughs> I was in such a deep like just like existential funk, and I picked up a copy of Kingdom Come. I was like, I need something with hope in it. And uh, turn to Kingdom Come for hope. Yeah, you kidding Superman me? takes over, becomes a it's like becomes evil yeah. squadron supreme. And, yeah, and then he learns and a lesson. Like God <laughs> tries to blow up the world. That's only first act. I'm talking. No, I, I, for me, Kingdom Come is the last. Is 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 three friends in a re- in a in a crappy restaurant looking yes. towards the future. I agree. The last chapter of Kingdom Come, which was added on, not in the original Kingdom Come, added on for the trade, I believe. I think you're uh, right. And so, so yes, the la- that's some of the best comics ever written are those last 10 pages. Or Damn whatever. right, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I wish it had that. Uh, I wish that my trade, which is like 
just you know one of the recent trades there's another page that like i guess is, it must be part of some oversized edition that like costs too much but like where uh alex ross did this paint it's just like it's the future and it's just like you see like panels that just depict like the future and it shows like bruce's funeral and you know wow. just all of that stuff and oh it's a beautiful daytime funeral there's bats flying out of a tree and like uh it shows like the legion of superheroes like taking hold like and young and superboy flying with them and superman being like an old man watching it happen that image oh that is that is comics that is this call. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. I love this stuff, man. Right? Yeah, that, yeah. That's true. That's true. It, it ends in a very optimistic. Yeah, way. but no. It, well, you need to. It's got to have some kind of, you know, stakes, and you have to be because because Kingdom. Well, I mean, you know, meta actually Kingdom comes like about watch out for image because it's scary. Don't don't like Savage Dragon, but. Uh, <laughs> I know there's that there's that part. Yes, yeah, I mean, I, I was going to up, you know, upbeat comics. I go to like New Frontier. I New Frontier. Through. Yeah, but it's That's all like, optimism. Yay. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, but you need like you know, Kingdom Come is like the future sucks, and it's like when you feel like the future sucks, you go to Kingdom Come because at the end of the day, it doesn't. <laughs> like you know, at the end of the book, that like it, it there well, is maybe a, Rorschach has a happy ending. Oh yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, maybe Rorschach. Wonderful, maybe ever walks off into the sunset and gets married. Yeah, maybe. That'd be beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I have a feeling that's not going to happen, but uh, I don't want to spoil anything for Rorschach because it's almost over. Uh, but I'm going to read it in trade. Is my point. I'm looking forward to reading the the. I'm probably going to buy the hardcover because that's what I do now. I'm just like, oh, it's out, and it's like thirty five dollars. Okay, well, that's mine now. R R Rorschach and Strange Adventures, to a lesser extent, Batcat. Um are very much books that I wrote last year in the midst of sort of, I, the world felt very apocalyptic a year yeah. ago. Um, and that's, that's when I was working on those books. And, um, and they're part, again, I, I write books in generations. They're part yes. of that generation of addressing sort of, you, you know, Mr. Miracle and here's a crisis of how to cope with, how to cope with trauma. Th th these books are much angrier books. They're much more about, you know, like they're not about like let's find our family and hug and realize we love each other. <laughs> no, um, especially if you've read Strange Adventures ten, you know that that's not what that nope. book is about. Um, nope. Uh, those books are about what happens when there's evil in our life and and, and how do we sort of deal with that and fight it. Yeah. Um, Supergirl is the next generation. It's it's to me this is the post. It was written. Um, you know, before, during the pandemic, but but when when I was sort of like, this will come out, God willing, and it turns out it seems to be true, after this pandemic passes, and after we've passed, it's sort of very dark, um, dark time in our history where this whole country just seemed to be, you know, committing suicide with, with each other. Like, yeah. it just seems, there's just so much anger everywhere, you know? Yeah. And um, so I was like, I'm going to write the sort of post books, the um, you know, we're, we're, we're entering the 20s the same way they entered the 20s the last time, the Roaring oh, Twenties yeah. books. I want the party books. I want you to pick up this book and and feel like, God damn, this is, you know, makes you, it's not about anger. It's not about trauma. It's about, you know, stepping forward into the future and kicking ass. You know? like, yeah. Gosh. That's the Supergirl is the first of those books 
and that they'll it'll be joined by others as we go forward. Yes, we talked off mic about how there's a couple of projects that are very uh, that are on the horizon that no one even knows about yet that are very exciting. It's true. Um, I, have, I don't even know about them. I'm just teasing the fact that they exist. Uh, but like, <laughs> it's uh, I, I'm not I'm not saying it like you know, and you're going to be very excited. Like I don't know. I'm probably it could be an ambush book. book I don't know. But I just uh, got my I just got my first art in for one of those projects. Just ooh. like three seconds for one air. It's gorgeous. Nice. So yes, yeah. There's some just amazing stuff. Going on. I, yeah. I, I, I work with the best artists. I have no. You do. Yep. I have no qualms because I I work on these books where the artists can take their time. I've, right. Uh, um. They're, 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 they 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 have they have space to do their best work and they are doing it, so wonderful. yeah no the, <clears throat> you're, well you're you're writing a complete usually a complete story um and i don't know do you, do you think you do you, having done these i mean like it doesn't hurt that they're also like excellent you know but like these are all kind of these complete you know eight to twelve issue miniseries um do you miss at all the monthly model? Do you miss like being like, I like kind of just doing it as it's happening, you know, adding to what's literally like unrolling in front of us and, and having that kind of like tight schedule. I, yeah, I do. I miss it. I, I like. I think it's just, if you're, I, I love the business of comics. I love writing comics. I love reading comics. And I think, if you're playing the game, that's the game everyone's played. So you like, I want to do what Len Wein did, what Marv Wolfman did, what uh, Gail did. I, I, I want to do amazing. Um, you know, you want to do runs, you want to do long things. But uh, I have been DC has been very kind, and they sort of like Tom. We love you doing these novels. These sort right. of like that's and 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 the fans are like yeah you write great novels and i enjoy writing them they're i couldn't be more happy doing them yeah um so i, I keep getting approached with these projects where like here's the perfect artist here's the perfect character here's the perfect situation do you want to do this right and i say yes because it's <laughs> well because why wouldn't you because well, yeah, why wouldn't why, you yeah why wouldn't you and um uh so yeah so i i have no i, I mean i i do miss it on some level and i would love to do it again um but the op these opportunities keeps come keep coming at me to do these things and so i'm gonna keep doing them that's fair oh no i'm not you know but uh, it is, I, I do i just i like doing i mean it's it's nice i was funny like an editor called me the other day and i was like when an editor actually calls you out of nowhere like it's kind of scary that, you get uh i've only been canceled once i got canceled for omega man um andy Corey did it uh oh and it was, it was uncanceled later thanks to social media yes there was a happy ending to that story but i still remember you know where i was sitting and i was like oh because it, it was after the third issue it, nothing had come out yeah um so an editor called me i was like oh crap they're gonna cancel my things and i was thinking i was like oh wait no. i'm not working on anything that gets canceled <laughs> 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 all of my things are, are you know they have a beginning in a minute they can't cancel them they're, no that, that's at least I, I like that part about it you don't have to be like oh crap i don't know if i'll be able to tell this story yeah um so um we we talked a little bit off mic about this you said it was cool i figure we'll talk we'll touch on it a little bit just because i'm sure people are quite are, are curious um regarding the new gods movie and its uh subsequent uh cancellation speaking of cancellations um oh, oh I'm, I'm so sad i really love that movie what a what a bummer man because uh you know based on what we know about your 
love of Jack Kirby of the fourth world, uh, your execution thereof through Mr. Miracle. Uh, I'm sure that, you know, we were going to get something pretty friggin' dope. Uh, and yeah, so, you know, it was, it was, it was very good. Ava had put her heart and soul in it and she's an amazing creator. And, um, and, and, and nothing to do with the script. Uh, the studio didn't, uh, 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 even sort of examine the script. Um, it, it was, you know, they, they have their plan on going forward and they looked on their board of sort of where their universe is going to be. Yeah. And, um, and they said, this doesn't fit in the fit plan, in the plan. Uh, which is perfectly, you know, their, it's their stuff. Yeah, sure. I, but... I, if even I don't own the, don't own that property and they were very, um, uh, and anyway, Ava's Ava's going and doing Naomi with them, so that's how oh, much. She, yeah, so like there's there's not bad blood. I mean, it, it, she's immediately going and, and doing a, a a new series with them. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, and Lord knows, I'm doing a thousand things for them. So it was kind. Of, it was it was it was very much. It was it was it was disappointing, but you know Hollywood is about being disappointed, and and, <laughs> and I'm not gonna, you know, writing a script with Ava DuVernay for two years was a, a transcendent experience um, and you know having her as a as a friend and a mentor um, and we, you know she, we're not that different in age we grew, we both grew up in LA um, uh, you know probably 20 miles from each other or something wow. uh, so um, so yeah it was it, it, I, 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 I incredibly enjoyed it I incredibly enjoyed the script we did I thought it was just it was just this love letter to Jack Kirby thing. Uh, and yeah, who knows? Nothing's ever dead forever. So who knows what happens? In the That's true. What's the, what's the old saying? No, no, no one's ever really gone. <laughs> no one's ever really gone. So yeah, that's, 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 I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sad. It's gone. There'll be wonderful opportunities in the future. And I have it's true. absolutely, I have absolutely no, no, no regrets about the whole thing. It was, no, it, no. It was, I, it was yeah. amazing. I do it um, all again in a second. Nice. Well, that's good to know. I mean, like that means you're proud of what you did, uh, which is nice. It's always oh, that, there like, was some, you know, when anything, anything dies, you think of like, oh, that one line was so awesome, or that one thing we were gonna do was so cool. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, no one's gonna. And she had some casting, where she, you know, where it's like, you're like, uh, oh, I can't believe I'm writing for that person. You're just, <laughs> um, so yeah. Oh well, it was uh, cool. You, but, you mentioned you mentioned things like you know you don't own that that's theirs that kind of thing if uh if you could because we talked we've talked about conan and <clears throat> predator and stuff like that if there if there's an ip that you could if you could just buy it outright and be like i want to just take this in that in my own direction forever <laughs> what, what what would be yours what would be something you're like if i if they were like the rights are up they're five thousand dollars it's like <gasps> that one Oh, <laughs> sweet. Well, well, Supergirl's very good, so we'll just take, you know, uh, yeah, Batman 5,000, can I get it? Uh-huh, yeah, no. <laughs> what if a fox bought the X-Men for 50 grand right back in the day? Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, oh, God. And then, and, then, and, and to buy them back, they had to pay six billion. <laughs> wow, that's, <laughs> yeah, they that's had to buy profit. an entire studio. That's a profit. <laughs> yeah, that's a profit, all right. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... Uh, 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 man, you asked me a good question, and people actually ask me this question all the time. Do they get, really? Yeah, it's it's a very Hollywoody thing. Yeah, I you know I do all this 
the comics are where I love to live, but I, you know, Hollywood comes calling and you answer the phone. Of course. And inevitably the question is like, what do you want to work on? Like, what can we buy for you? Right. Oh. Um, and you're like, oh no. And you're like, oh, I'm like, you know, I was like, you always want to say, again, I'm the stupid kid who's like, just tell me what you want me to work on. And I will, yes. I will write that thing, you know, if you yeah. want it, Mr. Miracle. Um, uh, but look, this is, this is uh, the, if I could do anything, I don't, you know, it's funny. I, I started out with, with Elmer Fudd. I, I, I would love I, the Looney Tunes are so awesome. I would love to do something with the Looney Tunes universe. Yeah. I feel like I, I my, my mother was an executive at Warner brothers. Really? Um, yeah, back in the, the back in the nineties. No shit. That's uh, that's like the golden age for people like us. Like, <laughs> yeah, she had a discount at the Warner Brothers store. I mean, that's how nineties oh, awesome. it was. That was a great store. That was a great store. Yeah. So I grew up. I grew up on the Warner. I grew up on the Warner Studio a lot, a little bit. Um, Dude, you're speaking my language, man. When I uh, DC was kind enough to send me out there one time, and I'd never. I'd been to LA one time, and it was to meet a girl. Uh, and the other time was when DC flew me out and I got to go to the Warner lot <laughs> and, cool, right? and I'm like, here's where Headley Lamar ran across the street from blazing saddles. Here's Headley! Where, <laughs> it's, it's Headley. Uh, here's where the, the animaniacs are being held. Uh, yes. I've just like, I, I got to bring my wife and I'm just like, this is everything I've ever wanted. Uh, we got to see Shazam, uh, in the, in like one uh, of the little, yeah, and that, I know that theater that yeah they'd say sure. Yeah, I mean it was you know it was kind of fun. Yeah, it's awesome. It's there's there's a magic to it. There was. You look, yeah, yeah, you look down a street and you're like, oh my, that's the bridge. There's this one bridge on the Warner Brothers lot, which is in every single movie you've ever seen. You don't realize till you see it. It's the bridge that um, the hospital ER is under. It's the bridge that uh, Batman fights on. It's you know yes. it's, it's it's and you you go in the lot and you see that bridge and suddenly you're in fifty different movies all at yep. once. Yeah, or uh, or I go to Hill Valley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah man but I, so you're speaking my language right there i'm like yes the warner brother lot specifically yeah so i grew i grew up on that lot in, in the 90s um awesome. i remember you always know, i said lunch with my mom and the all, all six friends would be sitting right there and you'd be like oh my god <laughs> um but uh but because of that and because of the time you know that was when they were first sort of um merchandising the looney tunes i don't know how to say it but like so my house growing up was you know my mother gets shit for free so it was just everywhere you looked was bugs bunny this well you know daffy duck and all this stuff and 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 baggy pants i have a deep love for those characters Um, Ah. so give me that for five thousand dollars give me the looney tunes and let's make something awesome seriously space jam 3 i know space jam's coming out but but I, I have a feeling there's still room to grow after Space Jam. I think you're. <laughs> I think you could do more with with Looney Tunes than pair them with basketball players. I'm sure it'll be awesome. My kids love the first Space Jam, so I'm and and, and as I'm a diehard Laker fan, so ah, I hope LeBron is awesome. At it. Yeah, well, I I'm rooting for you. I have no stake. I have no skin in that game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it, yeah. Well, then I was gonna say, like, is that if there was a character that, like, they said, please write for this character, like, because I'm just thinking about, like, um, you know, I, I'm a very, I'm very much in a similar boat where it's like, whenever we talk about bullshit, they always go like, what character would you want to write for? And I'm always like, I don't know, I, I'd ra- honestly just tell me who you want to see do well, and I'll pitch you something. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's, that's, yeah, that's like just that's just who's your favorite character, and who's when why are they being ruined right now? <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
but yeah well i'm excited man i mean there's there's so many good things coming and so many good things that have that are in the process of coming out uh i'm digging on batcat <clears throat> uh yeah batcat five is out next yeah. week or the week after it, if it's not out this week it comes out next week yes and it's good it's it's very good i've read it it's funny it's a the, funny the time jumps man it's one. It's one of those things where it's like you got to read, like almost you got to read it like three times because of all the, because it's like you got three different stories in, in in one issue, which is actually kind of a kind of a nice bang for your buck situation. You have to let it flow over you. I stole it from the Hernandez brother uh, uh, brothers, where they do these time jumps, and, and the first time you sort of read their comics, you're like, what is this? Who is this character? What we're three years in the future now? Right now we're two years in the past. Um, and then once I learn for it to sort of flow over me, yeah, because I don't give you any. I mean, no, I don't. No, I, I don't no. in Strange Adventures. I, I don't do that either. I don't because it goes from Doc to to Mitch, and, and there's no there's no transitions. It's not at the bottom of a page. It's like, nope. but that but that's two different art styles. That's a little easier saying two, two different. These are these are and Clay's drawing all three of them. Yeah, so yeah, it, it is. It's 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 a more challenging way to tell a story. I have, I have utter sympathy, but I'm telling you, once you get used to, it, once you get the rhythm of it, it'll it'll wash over you and you'll love it. I, I think you, it, you are a smart audience and you will get that confidence. Legitimately. Like it, I think issue three, it clicked. Cause I was like, I was going through it. And, and that's one of those things where when I read comics, I just, I just read them. Like I got friends who just do like, well, like strategies. Like I only read the dialogue and then I look at the art or I only look at the art and then I read the dialogue. <laughs> and I'm like, I just read as much as I can of that's I'm looking at and you know, just get it all. So that's why sometimes I'll go, whoa, wait, wait, where the hell did I just go? Like, <laughs> So, but issue three, I'm like, ah, like I could see like, it, almost like you like, you learn like the rhythm, like, like learning a dance, you know, you're getting into it. It's very, yeah, it's, it's very much stuff. that, you know, it's definitely, it's, it's a challenge, but it's, and I, I, I mean, I, I just, I mean, I love it as a story and, um, you know, the, the Bat Cat annual, I think is, is, uh, you know, that, that was J.P. Yes. Leland's last book. Um, yeah. Ugh. And what a talent. Uh, so when when that's added to the story that Clay's did, this is I mean, I, I'm gonna be so proud of because it. it, it's not about the the whole thing. It, it's not about Batman at one point in, in time. It's about Batman throughout his whole life. Yep. It's about Catwoman throughout her whole life. It's it's that the, the time jumps to me make the story epic. It's you've yeah. seen Batman solve a murder. You've seen him deal with the dilemma of should I kill Joker? Shouldn't I kill Joker? I mean that's like right. every Batman story is about that. But what, what, what makes this unique and special is the fact that you're seeing um, what it's like when a criminal and a, and a crime fighter fall in love, what it's like when they're, when they're married, and what it's like at, at the end of their relationship. And you're seeing all those simultaneously, which is when I look back on my life and I look back on my memories, I don't see it all in order. No. I, see, I see them mixed together, and I see myself in high school at the same time I'm in Iraq at the same time I'm you know, in DC comics and, 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 and somehow I create my identity out of all those things being in the same place at the same time. I'm looking yeah. at my hands. No one knows what I'm doing. Why is Tom looking? Uh, <laughs> uh, these are my hands. They're telling such a great story. Yes. Anyway, um, so um, that I, 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 I love that aspect about it, uh, which of course I stole from true detective season three. But don't tell <laughs> yeah. We got to come up with another word besides stealing, because at this point, the use of like something from someplace else and putting it in, remorphing it into the, cause, uh, cause I do the same thing when it's like, Oh, I stole that from something or, you know, but like, there's gotta be another word like borrow homage. I don't know, but it's I, like, I took great inspiration. <laughs> yeah. That seems more dishonest than just saying you're stealing. 
No, no, it is. It's more take inspiration from at the end of, de, of of True Detective season one when he when the character gives the exact same monologue as the top ten monologue. That's stealing. Yeah, that's a difference between stealing and, <laughs> and inspiration. Yes, um, when you're like word for word, take it from a comic book and put it in a TV show. Yeah, that's stealing. Uh, one more question, and it's: uh, You play any video games? Uh, I do, but they're all related to my son. Uh, oh, that's my, cool. My sons, my my kids. I was um, arrogant. I play I play some games here and there, but I, I was trying to raise my kids you know, to to be to, to know video games because I feel like video games are a social a, a, a thing you need in life now. Yes, um, to relate to your friends and and. Uh, but not to have it sort of take over their lives. Yeah. You know, I like, cause it's sort of the way when my parents raised me with television, mm-hmm. where it was like, you need to watch television, but you know, only after six o'clock or whatever. Right. You know? it's, like, it's a limited. And now, now, and exactly what happened to me happened to my kids, which is, I was like, fuck these rules on television is my life now. Uh, so <laughs> once the pandemic hit, they're like, okay, dad, we're stuck at home for a year. What do you want us to do with ourselves? I was like, shut up. I'm writing Supergirl. Um, right. So <laughs> they, they, then the video games took over th- their lives, um, especially the, I two boys and a girl that the two boys um uh vi- video games so because of that i play video games with my kids so i play a lot of smash brothers nice uh i play a tekken um <laughs> I play, my one my, my oldest boy loves fighting games so i play street fighter with him sweet uh with my youngest kid i have a plug-in uh sega genesis for my for my tv awesome and we play an incredible amount of an old game called Toe Jam and Earl. I play this game. Yes. If anyone's ever heard of that game, I am the master of it. I beat it every time. I'm ready to go professional with Toe Jam and Earl. Uh, Yeah, me me and my little one play that game constantly. We we love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. I I, I realize we never, I've never asked you about video games and I'm like, you are the right age bracket where you, there's no way you're like, nah, I skipped it. I never played, like, yes, you did. You didn't play video games, you liar. It's like I yeah. did. I played. I did. Although I didn't. I, you know, I we were. I, I say my mother was an executive, but when we were younger, um, my my mother, you know, my father walked out when we were seven, and my mother just graduated from law school, and so she had a ton of debt. So we didn't have a lot of money. Right. Um. So we didn't get. We always were like two a system or two behind. Like we yeah. got Nintendo when everyone else had Genesis. We got Genesis when everyone else had Super Nintendo, yeah. and we, and we never got sixty four. Um, and then. Um, by the time I hit college, the internet had sort of hit, but and that that was fascinating enough. We didn't. We just, <laughs> um, yeah, by that point, you're probably interacting with human beings and just being like, "Yeah, God only knows." Yeah. So, so, so I, I I think I missed. I'm I, I'm not as much. I'm just like a touch too old for for the people who really were raised um, as, as as as, tr- as true gamers. I mean, I played a ton of it. Um, and Lord knows I play enough little like, you know, mindless games on my phone all day long. Right. Like right. every other human being on earth. Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't have a single video game on my phone anymore. I, I, you know, I think when I had a Nokia, you know, I played snake and uh, <laughs> I played so much snake in my day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and Tetris and stuff, but like I had Mario run for a little while and I'm like, I can't, it took over my life. I'm like, okay, that's the end of that. Uh, anyway, I play a game called Threes. That's my go-to Threes mindless game. Yes, if I've never even heard of it. I'm so uh, I'm so out of touch. <laughs> it was popular like ten years ago, and I was the only one who sort of stuck around and kept playing. And it's yeah. just, it's just if, if I'm doing something that's like a mindless activity, yeah, 
I just need to occupy my brain for 20 seconds. I go and play Game of Thrones. That's the thing. Like what I I need like Tetris or something like something like Snood on my phone. If I could just play something, one of those two games, that's something where I could just play it. And like, I'm not even there. Like I can be doing my taxes and just be playing this game. But every real game costs something. Like there's always, and I'm like, and for me, I'm like, I, I was raised in the era of like video games. You could just download those. Like, <laughs> you know like doom and uh and duke nukem 3d and it's like if you tell them that you're a developer they'll just send you a copy um but so i you know i have a very different you know it's like the napster generation of like music that's free and worthless I, why would i ever pay for it uh, so so you know the idea of like downloading a game on my phone and paying any amount of money much less like 20 dollars is repugnant I, I, I get like angry <laughs> if i see that kind of number i'm like what, what, what who am i paying for that that game was like is thirty years old, and I'm paying to pay. Like, no, forget it. Forget it. No, but yes, I Gale Threes is free. So if you want to play a stupid game, I'll have I, to check this out now. There, there is a, there is a. I, if you're a comic book fan, there's something wrong with your brain. Yeah. I mean that in the, the nicest way possible because I'm one of one of you all. But there's something about us where we need information to be going into our brain. We don't like to. If if we're at an amusement park, we don't want to sit in line. We, we don't want to, we never want to stare at a blank wall. There's just, there's a little bit of ADHD. So there's something in us that we just, boredom is our enemy. Yeah. You know, that, if you're a comic book fan, boredom is not, is, 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 is it's like a kryptonite. Fighting on. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's a state you can get in where you're listening to a podcast, you're playing some mindless game on your phone and you can drift away from the world completely. And it's, it's, it's my form of Zen. It's, it's how I get to, you know, you're like, Oh, finally. Okay. It's like, <laughs> there's something Taoist about the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, Tom, thank you so much for being here, for joining me and chatting about everything. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Supergirl, but uh, I'm really looking forward to everything else that's coming down the pike. It's going to be dope. Uh, Supergirl is such a beautiful book. I love that book. Evely's art is just next ne- next level. Um, yeah. Don't pick it up for me. Get it for, get it for Bill Quiz. Yeah. Well, I will. Um, <laughs> but everybody out there, check it out. It's out, uh, I think, June 11th, but, uh, you know. Just watch my show off the rack and I'll tell you when it's out. I'll probably tweet about it from 30 to 40,000 times. So <laughs> no doubt. Uh, you will undoubtedly see it if you. Yeah, see you'll see. You'll see your adorable dog, Roxy. Uh, if you follow Tom on you Twitter. You'll see my adorable dog. Yes. And a lot of buy my book bullshit. Yes. The, the dog will be selling the book. She'll be like. <laughs> I don't pimp out my dog. You should. She doesn't know. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> oh, that's actually a good idea. Now I'm going to start doing it with my cat. Where it's like Ripley says you need to go check out the latest episode of Elseworlds Exchange. Tom King's on it. <laughs> anyway, thanks a lot for being here, and we'll see you guys next time. So long, oh, everybody. Thank you so much. What a pleasure. My pleasure.